Klaus Schwab identifies who will be the master of the world. Elon Musk speaks out against the idea of a world government at the World Government Summit. And Revival continues at Ashbury University. All of this and more today on End Time. Welcome to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking today, Doug, about Elon Musk. He, he joins the World Government Summit and tells them that they should not be, essentially. So we're going to get into uh, that and the courage that perhaps it took for him to do that. Also, um, Klaus Schwab, um, the villain, he mm -hmm. is coming out saying that the master of the universe, uh, who the master of the universe will be. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Is, is it um, Barack Obama? Is that who he said? No. I guess it's master of the world, by the way, not the yeah. universe. Well, I, I like to say master of the universe because I feel like, you know, that's what they're wanting to do. Okay. I mean, you know, not just the world. They want to conquer everything around <laughs> them. So. Yeah. And this revival happening in Kentucky is uh, pretty exciting. We're going to take a look at it today. Yeah. Uh, before we do, I want to remind you what's happening with the earthquake that occurred in Turkey. Um, we are directly connected to um, a Jewish community there through the Jewish agency who we've been in partnership with for nearly a decade. We have helped um, hundreds of Jews uh, make Aliyah back to Israel from various parts of the world. In fact, uh, during the, was it, where, where'd that, um, that battle take place, uh, Doug? I'm saying battle. What I'm really meaning is the U.S. pulled all our troops and all of our equipment out. Afghanistan. Not all of our equipment, the troops. Just Yeah, the, left the equipment in Yeah, we left the equipment, yes. Okay, yes. when that happened, <laughs> we partnered with the Jewish agency. You all gave, and we were able to help a plane, literally a plane load um, of Jews get from Afghanistan to Israel as a result of your contributions. And so here we are now connected to 10 elderly couples in Turkey that are Jewish and the Jewish agency are helping them with their care and getting reestablished. Literally everything was destroyed, their home, uh, all their belongings, everything's destroyed. They're starting completely over and we are trying to help them. They need $150,000 to get reestablished. That's not a lot once you divide it up by 10 people and try to help them rebuild everything. It's not a lot, but the Jewish agency has support from around the world, and our partners are one of, one of a, a segment of that, of that support that's happening, and so we're trying to raise 150 to contribute towards that. Also, uh, we are directly connected to missionaries that are undercover in Turkey that had their home destroyed, and their parents were in the rubble, and they dug their parents out, and their parents are in intensive care now. We're trying to raise funds for them as well. Um, we would like to do another 150000 for them as well, and that would be a total of 300000 You can learn more about that in detail at endtime.com slash turkey, or you can give us a call at 800-END-TIME to contribute to this cause. Again, we're trying to raise $300,000, which, like I said, is not a great amount when you're talking about rebuilding, for, rebuilding everything that you own, and your contribution to that will go a long way in helping them. So ask the Lord what you might should give, and uh, we just... Um, ask that you follow the leading of the Spirit. All right, Doug, we're going to start with this story in, uh, that Klaus Schwab has done. So what, what's going on with him now? Is this another World Economic Forum? Is this the UN? What's going on? No, this is actually the World Government Summit 
that's happened. It's actually wrapped up now. It wrapped up yesterday. But okay. we're getting uh, all the footage and the different stories coming out of what the week uh, gave us. So uh, several interesting videos came out yesterday and some news, some stories came out. So Did um, anything surprise you? Nothing really surprised me except for what we're going to talk about with Elon. That was a surprise to me. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, this what Klaus Schwab said really didn't surprise me at all, and it's very interesting. Did so. the Antichrist speak at this event? <laughs> I don't know. He might have. <laughs> I don't know. What about the false prophet? Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. I, don't, I haven't seen anything about the Pope being there, so I have no idea. <laughs> We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. This story, uh, Klaus Schwab identifies who will be the master of the world. It's interesting, Doug. What, what do you say? Who, I guess we should probably start with who Klaus Schwab is because yeah. um, we've talked about him a lot, but I think it's, there's some details about his foundation that are a good reminder to go over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was, uh, you know, there's been some stories put out about him that uh, I don't know how much of it we can trace to the truth or not. I've heard things that, you know, his father was actually uh, an SS soldier in, in Nazi Germany. But we do have from this particular article, it tells us that he was born in Germany under the Nazi regime. So mm -hmm. it tells us that uh, he, he was definitely there uh, during that time. And it also tells us that he founded the WEF back in 1971. So this is something he's been working on for a very long time. And uh, this article says that uh, Klaus Schwab was born under the Ger born in Germany under the Nazi regime, founded the WEF in 1971, and is a mechanical engineer and economist. Uh, he's been targeted with criticism over the years for his huge salary estimated at a million, uh, yeah, one million, and for mixing... Not too bad. That's not too bad, no. <laughs> and for mixing the finances of non-profit with the profit of the WEF, World Economic Forum, and other uh, for-profit business operations. So he's not doing too bad for himself. Um, and, you know, we, we actually... Such an evil one percenter, though. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he also, just to kind of add a little bit to... His, his name and who he is there. He also has the Young uh, Global Leaders Foundation that he started. And, you know, we've had videos before where he boasted about having most of the cabinet of Canada go through his school. And this is the kind of things they talk about, Vince. They talk about world government. They talk about um, all the, the things that we see going in place right now, the Great Reset, things like that. So he has strategically... Uh, taught these leaders, these global leaders, and they're in positions now where they're leading countries. And that's why when we see things in Canada uh, that, you know, back up what the World Economic Forum believes and what the UN believes, uh, we kind of understand a little bit more because these people have been trained and taught uh, in this way of thinking. So, so in his speech here, mm -hmm. so now we know his background. Yeah. Uh, we don't have enough time to get to the clip, mm -mm. so I guess we shouldn't tell people what he said. No, let's wait and have them just kind of hang on their seats for a second because <laughs> it's interesting what he says. But but one of the things that he that he does or that he's been accused of is you know this great reset thing, and and some people say that uh, when he wrote his book, he wrote it uh, COVID nineteen and the great reset that this was all a foreseen plan that they've had for for this whole time. He's also told us in other videos, Vince, that we would eventually see um, our um, 
infrastructures are, electricity infrastructures and things on the internet and things like that, that global cyber attacks all over could be worse than COVID. Did he ever say anything about train derailments? He, not to my knowledge, but it's interesting because we've had a few of those this past week, haven't we? Quite a few yeah. um, that are extremely critical as mm -hmm. well. I know there's a lot of train derailments in general, yeah. but it's not typical for there to be mushroom clouds that follow no. them. So right. um, we're going to reveal what Klaus Schwab said on the other side of the break. He reveals who the master of the world is going to be. So don't go anywhere. We are taking your calls. 877 times the number to join us. 877-363-8463. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877 Time 877-363-8463. Elon Musk takes on world government is what we're talking about today, but also at the uh, World Government Summit in Dubai. There was a lot of interesting things that came out of it, and one of those things is uh, Klaus Schwab proclaiming who the master of the world will be. We've got a clip that we want to share with you, so let's go to that now. In 2015, the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, and I mentioned 23 or 24 technologies which will change the world, like crypto and so on and so on. The book was considered science fiction. All those technologies have become reality, and there are new technologies. And I would say we are in the second 
minute or whatever you we want to call, we are at the beginning. When you look at it, at technology transformation, it usually takes place in, in the terms of an S-curve. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree. Artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, <clears throat> but also the metaverse, new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. Okay, Doug, we need the Muscadian version of that because <laughs> that was kind of hard to understand. Be, be careful. Mitch. What did he say? <laughs> he said, whoever controls technology, especially the ones that he mentioned, and he even mentioned the metaverse. Did you hear that? Whoever controls those technologies. I know it's hard to understand. I heard him. I did not hear him say that, though. But uh, they will control the world. They'll be masters of the world. So whoever masters that technology will master the world. That's what he said. So that one guy in that audience looked scared to death as Klaus Schwab was sitting there talking. I don't know if it's because he couldn't understand what he was saying or if he could, and it scared him because he really did look scared in that front row. But so, so these are the kinds of things that they're talking about at this world government forum that they're having, this summit. Uh, it's a little bit frightening when you think about this is the same group that attend like the WEF and... Uh, it's all the same movers and shakers, the people with the money in the world, the, the haves versus the have-nots. So they're planning on taking over everything. Vince. Well, he says the master of the universe is going to be master the Master of the world. I'm sorry. sorry. That universe well, thing was man. my fault. He-man, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the master <laughs> of the world is going to be the one who masters this technology. Yeah. Why is that important? Why does that stand out to us as something relevant enough to to bring up? Well, absolutely, because it is in Bible prophecy. You know, when you see Revelation 13, it talks about that one world government beast. It talks about that false prophet. And it talks about the world economic system, which will be the mark of the beast. And we believe that it is going to very much belong to technology side of things. He talked about the cryptocurrency and things like that. If they're controlling that, they can control you. Because once they control your money, they got control of you. And so that's why these things are important to talk about, because we see it in Bible prophecy. And this is the world government government summit and they're talking about controlling technology so they already I mean don't think for a second they hadn't talked about this stuff we've shown videos where they've talked about you know implantable tattoos where they have chips built into the tattoos and things like that they already have the technology developing and that's what he's saying whoever controls it are, are going to be the people that control the world well and they have the technology but it's getting people to buy into that right and that's and what this is about and so, you know, there are many people who believe that they will be pinned down and a chip's going to be implanted into their right hand or their forehead. Right. Is that what the Bible says is going to happen? No, it doesn't. It, it just says that you're going to be, uh, you know, led to worship this beast, that, that the false prophet is going to cause people to do that. He's going to cause people to buy into this. Uh, so by persuasion with, yeah, or by conviction persuasion. or whatever, it's like... Or by necessity of people who are scared to death and they think, how am I going to feed my family and what am I going to do unless I take this, this mark? 
Um, and so uh, the thing is, is the Bible also tells us not to worry about those things because if we're following God and we're listening to His voice and not the voice of all this other stuff out here that we talk about daily, if we listen to God, He's going to take care of us. He knows our needs. He knows all our needs. And He's going to supply us those needs as long as we're seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness first. Absolutely. Well, Elon Musk, he's a polarizing figure. He just bought mm -hmm. Twitter, as everyone knows, for... Boy, I don't remember the exact number. It was billions, right? Yeah. 50 billion or something? I can't remember. Something crazy. So everybody knows who I've Elon Musk is. Yeah. Everyone knows who Elon Musk is, of course. Um, and he was brought in as a guest speaker through uh, Skype uh, at, this, at this event, uh, World Government Summit. So we're going to look at what he had to say as well. But before we do, I want to tell you that because everyone knows who Elon Musk is, um, I think it's important that people hear this clip. So mm -hmm. pause what you're doing, hit share, hit the heart icon, comment in there what you think Elon Musk might have said. And um, especially when you share, it helps us out a lot by getting this video out to your friends and family. So do that now. And also, don't forget, we've got a tour coming up in Israel. So go to endtime.com tour. There's about 30 spots left that are available. And Doug and Tina are going, and Dave and Jana are going. They're going to lead the tour, and it's going to be a wonderful time traveling through Israel. You will see sites that you've read about in the Bible your whole life, and it's going to come alive to you. It's a really, really great time. There's even an opportunity to be baptized in the Jordan River and um, go walk on the Temple Mount. It's just, it's going to be awesome. So go to endtime.com tour to join us uh, in, a, in a few months, and we only have about 30 spots left, so do that today. Now, as far as Elon Musk goes, Doug, yeah. not only does he own Twitter, but now he's a speaker at the World Government Summit. Yeah. And we know that Klaus Schwab is there. Mm -hmm. Anybody else there that's noteworthy? Uh, you know, I don't know, Vince. I didn't check into who all were there. All I know is that, according to reports, this is addressing 10,000 international government leaders, officials, thought, thought leaders, uh, global experts, and decision makers. Uh, and this uh, event is in uh, Dubai, which is interesting because today they're opening the interfaith uh, area there in Dubai that we've talked about before on the program with a mosque, with a um, cathedral, a, ca a Catholic cathedral and a Jewish uh, synagogue. So all three of those faiths are represented there in Dubai and that's opening today. So it's interesting that they had the summit there this week and now their interfaithism is also there. So they talk about all this stuff this week. It's pretty amazing. So 20 presidents, there you go. 250 ministers, mm -hmm. 10,000 government uh, government officials and thought and business pioneers. Very good. So the pope may have been there, huh? Especially with the with the uh, interfaith area opening up today. Interesting. Absolutely, and they, right. even, uh, they even tweeted out to re-envision and transform the whole education system through modern technology such as AI mm. is what the future of Education Forum at World Government Summit aims to do. Wow. It's a lot more out of there than what we're going to be able to talk about today. But Absolutely. Elon Musk, he goes there and speaks. Mm -hmm. Do we have a clip of that or we want to get to it yet? Yeah, let's hit that clip. That's All a right. good clip. Let's go. I know this is called the World Government Summit. Um, but um, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you know, if 
you know, if you look at, say, the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, that, that really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen, but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there have been, there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say like, while Rome was falling, it, uh, it, you know, uh, Islam was rising. And uh, so you had like a, uh, you know, the, the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly. Um, and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and, uh, and many scientific advancements. And so, um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization, because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the, whole, the whole thing may collapse. Um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that, but I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but, um, but we, we just, we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if, uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and, 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 you know, humanity keeps moving forward. So that's the part that surprised me, was that he goes to the World Government Summit and he actually addresses all of these leaders and he tells them, world government's not such a great idea. You could tell as he's talking, he sounded a little nervous as he's, you know, addressing the crowd. I guess you would be if you're sitting there talking to him, but man, what an opportunity for one of us if we were there. Could you imagine? The Bible says we could just lay it all right there for Maybe him. next year. Maybe. You never know. Maybe they'll invite us. But uh, seriously, I was, I was really surprised to see Elon Musk say this because, you know, even though he's bought Twitter and he's, and he's really been releasing a lot of great information and kind of getting some stuff out there for everybody to see what was really going on behind the scenes, which is wonderful. I still kind of, because of other things that he talks about, you know, with the uh, Neuralink and things like that, I, I've, I've kind of sat back and said, I'm not too sure about this guy. But man, this gives me new hope because I see him actually telling them, look, it's not a good idea, guys. Well, we believe that world, there won't be full cooperation with the world government. That's right. So this type of messaging in a world government summit, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it is surprising, but at the same time, we know there won't be full cooperation. Right. Well, it's surprising from someone like him who is a tech leader, who is someone who, I mean, you know, you know what his industries are, the electric cars, and he seems to be on board with a lot of things they talk about, Neuralink and all that that we talk about. Yeah. And so you think, wow, but he's, but he's against world government, which is good. Maybe, maybe he is really thinking of advances that could help mankind instead of entrapping mankind, like what the world government's talking about. So just interesting, and I, I found it like a breath of fresh air because you're right. We know that in Scripture we see that not everybody's on board with this, that the United States, uh, Israel, and Jordan uh, seem to be three different countries that will not be in total control of the Antichrist 
and the mark of the beast system. And so uh, this kind of stuff, especially I believe that Elon Musk has his company in Texas now, right? He Austin, moved, yeah. Yeah, so he's... At least a portion of it. Yeah, so he's not he's not a Texan yet, but at least he's got part of his company here, so... Well, Doug, we actually might have some connections to him now, so... All right. You never know when he might be standing in this end-time studio, so... Well, that'll be awesome. We shall see, but yeah. uh, the Pope actually did speak, according to Vatican News... Um, at the World Government Summit, and he said in his, in his speech, I am thinking of you and your commitment in these days as you face fundamental issues, including political challenges, economic development, protection of the environment, and the use of technology. Mm. He emphasized that we cannot really speak of sustainable development, there's a key word, Here's that word again. without so solidarity. He concluded his message with, by thanking those taking part and with the prayer that the Lord might bless their commitment for a more just and prosperous world for everyone. There you go. So the Pope was there. Well, that makes perfect sense. It all lines up. They so, are connected. There you go. Uh, world we, government and the Pope. Absolutely. We do have open lines. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go ahead and go to Philip now in Alabama. Philip, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, guys. How are you guys? We're well. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. We're uh, getting ready for some turbulent weather, it seems, but uh, we are uh, uh, getting ready and prayed up, so hey, whatever happens, right? Good idea. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm a longtime listener. I love your program, and uh, it's such a blessing to me and my family. I wanted to ask a quick question from Revelation chapter 9. Um, I wanted to ask what you, what your opinion or interpretation is of the seal of God on their foreheads uh, from verse 4. Well, that's a great question, Philip. That's one that we really don't have, uh, you know, a solid answer to with that particular prophecy. But in other uh, scriptures in the Bible, it talks about being sealed with the promise of the Holy Ghost. Uh, don't know if that's what that's actually alluding to there, that these people are people that belong to the Lord or not. But, uh, but the Bible does tell us in, in at least two or three different places that um, that is a seal that we receive when we are born again, that we receive that seal of the promise of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I was curious about that. I knew I hadn't heard you guys uh, touch on that exact thing, what that could be, right. uh, or how it could be uh, represented. Uh, and I wanted to ask, do you think it's actually a literal, like an asteroid or comet that, is, that falls from the sky and makes a crack in the Earth's crust that creates the abyss? That's a good question, too. Don't know, because it just doesn't give us enough information there to understand. And one of the things about uh, the prophecies and when we're, you know, when we explain the prophecies, we try to look at what we know for sure and how that lines up. And some of those things we might not even understand until we get there. I mean, it's just like when you talk about the, the seven thunders, we have no idea what the seven thunders are. But when we get to that time period, we may know or we may get an understanding of what those seven thunders are. It, there's just some things in there that God just didn't give us enough information there, so it's still a mystery to us. Doesn't mean it always yeah, will be, but at this point it is. I understand. I'd read through there. I said, maybe I missed something. I said, maybe you can shed some light on it. And I uh, thought I would uh, call and ask with the question. So. Thanks for your call, Philip. We're up Philip. against a break. We appreciate it very much. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Guess who else was at the World Government Summit? 
the World Health Organization, and they had something to say about COVID-19 that we'll get to on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ part two, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. As Judy said in the commercial, the most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. So it doesn't matter if we differ on some opinions about what Bible prophecy is saying. As far as we're concerned, we want you to be ready above everything else. We want everyone to be born again. To learn more about being born again, you can go to endtime.com slash reborn. We have an article there where we dive into uh, the details of what the Bible has to say about being born again. You know, the disciples described it as being transformed. You know, there was some people who were disciples that were some pretty bad dudes and then Jesus came into their life and they were radically transformed. They were born again. And so um, we want everyone in this world to experience that. So go to endtime.com slash reborn and learn more about what that means. Also, we have about 30 spots available on our tour. Like I told you before, Dave and Jana will be leading the tour. Doug and Tina will be there as well. And it's a great time where you travel all around Israel with Dave and Doug. And then they have dinner together. You have lunch with them. And you get to ask them whatever questions you want. You don't even have to call in and be live on the air. You can be sitting at a dinner table with Dave or Doug and ask them all the questions that your hearts desire. So they love it. They love doing that. And they, and they really do. And that's I mean, they're good on screen, but if you're sitting at a dinner table with them, they've had some fresh pita bread from Jerusalem. <laughs> they right. get they get warmed up. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty cool we, experience. We have this thing called the Breakfast Club that we we try to get up and go down early. That's an morning. Israel only thing. An Israel only thing. We we get up early. We go down and and have our breakfast before our wives even get up and get down there. And me and Dave will go down there and we'll have breakfast with anybody that wants to sit there and talk to us. And What time's that? Because I know they start early. We're talking. Oh, man, I, I don't know. I can't remember what time it was when we were doing it last time. But that's what we called it. And we tried to get down there as early as we could. So, you know, it takes takes women a little bit longer to get, you know, prepared for the day. So yeah. 
you know, it's easy for us guys, especially us guys that don't have any hair. You just kind of, you know, <laughs> feel attacked. There you, no, I mean, me too. Look, but you know, well, I people mean, people call me the bald one. So yeah, well, know. that's true. They do. But the but Breakfast Club, that's that's, that's an a, exclusive thing that nobody even has to pay extra right? for. Right. You just show up and have breakfast yeah. together and talk about prophecy. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. People love it. Go to endtime.com slash tour and you can learn more about how you can join Dave and Doug in Israel in just a few months. And also don't forget what's happening in Turkey. The earthquake has hit. There's been a number of families devastated there. Uh, everything that they own has been destroyed. We are helping a Jewish community that we're connected to as well as a Christian community that we're connected to. Christian community is undercover because they cannot practice uh, Christianity there publicly. And um, there are some missionaries that we know, and they had everything destroyed, and we're trying to help get them back on their feet. We're trying to raise a total of $300,000 to help both groups. Uh, that's not a lot of money when you're considering everything that you owned was destroyed. And um, nonetheless, that is what the need is. And so we're trying to help raise that. If the Lord lays it on your heart to give, Go to endtime.com slash turkey and you can give to this cause um, for to help the Jewish community or the Christian community that we are personally connected to that were impacted in Turkey. All right, Doug, we've talked about Klaus Schwab and what happened at the World Government Summit, mm -hmm. what he said there. We talked about what Elon, Elon Musk said. And then come to find out the World Health Organization was there. And, of course, we confirmed that the Pope was there as well. Yeah. That's interesting. But nonetheless... World Health Organization, the, um, oh, who is this guy? He's the chief, right? World Health, Wealth Organi World, right. World Health Organization chief, Dr. Tedros mm, Gebriesus. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, that sounds good. He said, as you all know, COVID-19 has revealed serious gaps in the world's defenses against epidemics, pandemics, and other health emergencies. And we know that, unfortunately, this will not be the last point, nor the largest scale of emergency with urbanization, which they want. It's like right. they're pushing for urbanization. Yes. But it's also going to cause greater emergencies. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Habitat de uh, destruction, intensive agriculture, and climate change. These risks are converging with unprecedented frequency and intensity. We owe it to those who have lost and those who will come after us to learn the lessons from this pandemic and make the changes that must be made to keep the world safer. Yeah. So... It's, it's interesting some of the things that he, that he talks about here. Uh, one of the things that, well, we have a video. I don't know. Should we just let him say it? That probably. All right, let's just let him say it. It's better if you hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So here we go. Are you the horse? No. <laughs> <laughs> Progress towards the sustainable development goals has slowed and the window of opportunity is narrowing. WHO is therefore very grateful for the United Arab Emirates partnership and leadership in responding to many of these threats through initiatives like the Government Accelerator Program to deliver faster impact through collaboration and innovation. I'm also very pleased that the UAE will host COP28 later this year and will make health a key part of those discussions. The climate crisis is a health crisis, and climate solutions are health solutions. Renewable energy, healthy and sustainable food systems, and healthy and green cities. Ultimately, 
The COVID-19 pandemic shows that we're one humanity, sharing one planet and one health. Once again, I thank your highnesses and the people of the United Arab Emirates for your continued commitment to a healthier, safer, fairer future for all. Shukran jazilan. Okay, let me give you the mesquite version of that one too. So basically, all the things that he's talking about, folks, are the things that we talk about on here all the time. These 15-minute cities, the, um, the smart cities that we've told you about, these are things that he is speaking of when he's talking about this. They want to be able to pe put people in a box. And in that box, it's a cube. It's, it's apartment buildings with everything you need. They're located locally, so you don't have to travel. So you leave no carbon footprint. These are things he's talking about. He also mentioned the COVID-19 crisis and how that showed them places where they were strategically weak for the sustainable development goals. So think about the things that we talked about last April, Vince, when we talked about the World Health Organization wanting to take the sovereignty from nations over things that they declare are crisis. Remember, we talked about how Joe Biden was pushing this initiative at that time. It went to vote in May, but it was shot down by Africa and a few other uh, smaller nations that said, no, we're not doing this. And so it was actually vetoed, thank goodness. And basically what it would have been, Vince, it would have been that we were giving up our, our rights as citizens of the United States over to the WHO if they declared an emergency. So it wouldn't have to necessarily be a pandemic like you heard him say. It could be a global crisis for energy or it could be, you know, something like let's think about what's going on right now in this country. We had a train derailment. It's put all this pollutant into the air, it's getting into the water. They could declare that a crisis where they could come in and take over and tell us you've got to stay indoors because this can affect you and we can keep you locked down. You don't need to be traveling and all this stuff. That would have been a, a type of emergency that the WHO could have come in and took you know, care of or took order over and took order over that situation. So just there's a lot of things that they're talking about there, but this is a push for this world government and everything they want to do. And it's all about control. We talk about that all the time. They want to control every aspect of your life and they want to take away your freedoms. Well, that emergency crisis situation, mm -hmm. they've talked about that a lot. Yes, That they sounds have. awfully familiar. Mm -hmm. And so what's this about the, the, what the World Health Organization plans to do? So, I mean, that one of those things that we talked about, they're still pushing this agenda. So that's what they want to do. So right. what they would do is if they had everybody sign in, so you would pay money to that for one thing. Because look at, you know, in that article, one of the things he talked about, he talks about making stronger architectural global health securities. Okay. He talks about uh, our agricultural and global health securities. He talks about including stronger governance and stronger financing and a stronger... WHO. They want the WHO to have authority and power over things like the green gases and things like that. It all goes back to when uh, even uh, Prince Charles at the time was speaking at the, the World uh, Economic Forum and he was talking about we needed to do something about uh, the uh, global pollution situation where we would have something with a military force behind it so it can be enforced. 
That's the same thing they're talking about doing with the WHO. Mm. Except they could do it over everything, Vince. It, it could be anything. They could say there's another pandemic and lock the world down. And if they have 194 sovereign nations giving up their sovereignty, they could lock down the entire globe. I mean, mm -hmm. they could tell everybody you can't go anywhere like China did with their uh, folks when they locked them in apartment buildings and then it caught on fire and people died in a fire, you know, and they were trying to protect them from getting out and getting COVID. Yeah. So these are the kinds of things, the kind of things that he's talking about. And uh, he, it's just like I said, it's about making them stronger and making us weaker. Well, we're going to dive off into that more um, here in a bit, but we do want to get back to the phones. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME. 877-363-8463. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your perspective on what was going on with what Klaus Schwab said, Elon Musk, and the World Government Summit, World Government Summit in general. Uh, but Joe is listening in New York, so let's go to Joe. Joe, welcome to In Time. Can you hear me, you guys? Loud and clear. <laughs> you look fabulous as always. I just want to briefly mention, hey, Doug, that blazer you were wearing, I had one like that in 1965. Holy nice. <laughs> Retro. Just missing like the sideburns. It. There you go. Hey, man, I could grow me some, I tell you. Yeah, you look cool. Well, listen, you know, I'm going to try to be brief. You know, I could start talking now, and I'll just keep talking forever. But the thing of it is, is we're seeing all the things you're touching upon that you've been discussing the last few weeks. I've been so excited about the revival that started in Kentucky. It's spreading to college campuses. It's really lifting my spirits. But here's the thing. We're seeing the foundations of every prophecy that's in the book of Revelation, the one world government, the foundation's already there. Now, there's got to be an opposition. Like you said, we know that not everyone's going to buy into these Looney Tunes because these guys have no idea who is deceiving them and controlling them. But we see the foundations being laid, the technology, these meatheads like Klaus Schwab, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And this other clown, this last guy, that World Health Organization guy, you know, and they're using, we know it's Satan because he uses fear tactics and he tries to manipulate people. You look at what the Pope is saying. He, you know, he mixes in some nice things that sounds very biblical and then he mixes it in with a lot of nonsense. That's how Satan works. He's trying to deceive people through fear, through manipulation, through confusion, and the general public, you know, people get shaken up by this COVID that don't know the Lord. We that have Holy Spirit in us, He is to lead us to know all truth. But as the body of Christ, we have to recognize each thing. We have to know the prophecy. That's why every time I call up, I listen to all the calls, months after months after years. Everybody should take Jerusalem Prophecy College courses. And I know it may sound like it's a lot to do, but listen, anybody hearing my voice, even if you only take the first five courses, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Start with that, because that's an incredible foundation of knowing. Irvin Baxter spent 55 years or so and he knew what he was talking about. Joe, he I've got to it. cut you off. We're about to go to a break. We appreciate it when you call so much. Hey, if you love Joe, comment the Joe Show in the comment <laughs> section. I know everyone does, but we'll be right back and talk a little bit more about what he had to say. See you there. 
I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Lots of people commenting the Joe Show out there. They always love it when Joe calls from New York. Hopefully one day we could get him in studio. That would be fun to have him here to ask questions live and um, who knows what that could lead to. I know. Just to have him here is uplifting. Just no to doubt. have him talk to us. For Tell you how good you look. Right. And, and I your, need that. Your, your blazer. Yeah. My retro blazer. I, I like it as well. Thank you. Um, all right, Doug. So we do have open lines. We're going to get to the calls. Don't forget, go to endtime.com slash tour, endtime.com slash turkey. We've got a tour coming up for Israel. You want to be there. I can promise you that. And then we're helping raise funds for um, a Christian community and a Jewish community in Turkey that were devastated by the earthquake. So go there and check that out, endtime.com slash turkey. Um, we've talked a lot about the World Government Summit that mm -hmm. occurred what Klaus Schwab said. Uh, can we just kind of briefly go over this again for the folks that are just now joining us? All right. So uh, Klaus said that uh, whoever controlled technology, whoever can master technology and all forms of technology that we have nowadays would master the universe. So he is pretty much telling us that they are in control of all that stuff and they will be the masters of, of the world. And then we, uh, we looked at uh, what Elon Musk said addressing the same crowd, the World Government Summit, and he said world government is not such a good idea. So, uh, And then we wrapped it up with the WHO telling us that uh, they need more authority, they need more funding, and they need to uh, be able to uh, take our sovereignty basically for situations like COVID and other pandemics that will come along. So. Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of plans for us. Yeah, and the Pope talked about the sustainable development goals. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Very interesting. Because it aligns so much with what they got going on. Yeah. Just like the Bible said it would. Absolutely. Really, really interesting. Now that Antichrist yeah. and that false prophet are going to be right in alignment, leading mm -hmm. the world, convincing the world that these are good things that you should right. do. And um, I guess that there will be many that believe a lie and are damned for it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Part of our job, though, Doug, is to tell as many people about right. it so they know what's coming. Yeah, instruct many. That's but, what we're trying to do. You know, it's not all on us. Right. The Holy Spirit is speaking to people. We know that in Revelation, uh, the Holy Spirit moves on people and says, come out of that harlot church. Right. And people start having an awakening that occurs. Mm -hmm. And things that, you know, they, they've been in 
that their parents were in, that their grandparents were in, with their great-grandparents, this traditional thing, people were raised a certain way, right. they're going to start reading the Bible and the Spirit speaking to them, and their eyes are going to be open. Absolutely. And they're going to say, I have to change my ways. Mm -hmm. I need to be transformed like the disciples were transformed, and I've never experienced anything like that before. Right. So they're going to seek for it. And we see that there is a revival occurring right now at the As Asbury University right. uh, in Kentucky. Um, and so what's going on there, Doug? Have we been, do we know anybody that's been there? Absolutely we do. So I was in contact with a minister that we are very close personal friends and who is uh, one of our partners actually with End Time. And uh, he has a church in, uh, he has one in Kentucky and one in uh, where is Indiana. It? Indiana, yeah. okay. And anyway, he sent some uh, guys down from his church to check out the revival that's happening there at the college campus. He said that it is absolutely true. All the things that we're hearing are true. People are being filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues like the book of Acts. He also said that um, they are excited about what's going on and they're thinking of taking a trailer down there with some, uh, some baptismals to baptize people on the back of a trailer because there are so many people who are hearing about this and they're act actually just making a pilgrimage there mm -hmm. uh, to see what it's all about. They don't know, they've heard, they want to find out. And so he believes there's opportunity to not only spread the gospel, get people filled with the Holy Ghost and baptize them in the name of Jesus. So uh, we are looking forward to hearing more reports like that. But there is a huge huge revival taking place there and it's beginning to spread to other places so it's pretty exciting have you ever experienced anything like what they're describing is going on there absolutely i have i mean yeah i mean it happened to me so yeah i had uh you know just like we were talking what about what happened ago, to you what's the story <laughs> we probably don't have time to go into that right now vince Why but not? i do have a testimony about uh, you know, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and evidence of speaking in tongues. And, uh, you know, I was brought up in one of those traditions you were talking about where that was something that uh, we absolutely didn't talk about. And like, you know, so, so you didn't talk about it at all or they talked about it and said it's not available today or... Things like that. If it was brought up, it was like this was for the apostles only. It's not for our time and things like that. Uh, but, however, I... The Lord gave me the Holy Ghost one night, and uh, like I said, I began to speak in tongues like they did in the book of Acts, and uh, it changed my life. And so uh, this is happening to people, and it gets exciting when you see this. I mean, there, there are uh, stories coming even out of uh, one of the gentlemen that was at this revival had been in a revival in Cairo, Egypt. He said that he had been at a church uh, that was uh, burned down by militants there in Egypt. They had to find another place to worship. They went to a military base that the military would let them use it. They set up a huge stage and they began to proclaim the gospel there. People began to come, began to be filled with the Holy Ghost and be healed. Like people holding up, I've seen video footage of it, holding up their wheelchairs and walking out, praising God as they've been healed. There was one lady that was blind for the past seven years and she received her sight again. Uh, and you just story after story like that and he said he saw that same kind of spirit at this revival in Kentucky when he came to Kentucky mm. so um, yes it's it is exciting to hear this it's exciting that it's spreading into other places um, I believe these gentlemen were sitting at a subway and they were showing a videotape and you could hear the people sharing the gospel and, and praising God in a subway mm. uh, not a subway a subway restaurant so 
Yeah, pretty exciting. They said just everywhere you went in town, people were talking about what's happening at the college campus. Mm. You know, we, we have this very similar experience that we hear about every morning with our team. Mm -hmm. You know, we come together for prayer. Our whole team does from Absolutely. Uh, 8 to 9 every single day. And actually, we take your prayer request. We pray for our partners. And then we also have special requests that come in. If you go to endtime.com slash contact, there's a form there. If you complete that form, select prayer request. And our team, we gather, like I said, every single morning, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9, and we pray as a team. We pray for our partners, and we pray for these very specific needs that come in through that form at endtime.com slash contact. So if you have a request, we've had people, we, and, and, and another thing, Doug, is, uh, we started sending people a letter just saying, hey, we want you to know that we prayed for you today. Absolutely. And uh, if we can do anything for you, let us know. And we've had people send that letter back and they testify saying, <laughs> you will not believe it. The very day that I got that letter from you all, I was going to the doctor or me and my spouse were going to sign divorce papers or whatever the case. There's been countless testimonies over the years because we've been doing this for, whew, I guess it's been close, over 20 years at this point, I do believe. And so there's countless testimonies of people who said, we got your letter the day that there was a major thing happening in our life. And we feel like your prayers collectively there at End Time with the End Time Partners is what made a difference in the situation. Of course, it's all Jesus that did it. And so uh, we will take your prayer request and we have experiences like what we are seeing in the news happening at this college. And so um, keep seeking the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, this is happening in the midst of global chaos. Doug. Yeah. There's, Kentucky's and, and not that, that far from Ohio. Works? That's the way it's always, I mean, it's like. It's amazing. In my life, when things are going so smooth, I'm like, uh-oh, like, yeah. you know, what's going on here? Yeah. But in turmoil, I'm like, you know what? This is helping me be prepared for what's coming. I don't know how to explain it, but I've, I have a peace through storms because I know that Jesus is with me yeah. and that it doesn't matter what's happening, that all things work together for good. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter what's coming my way. It doesn't matter if they impose some global order that, that looks a lot like what the Bible prophesies. It's like right. Jesus is with us. Right. And, and, and when we're with Jesus, if it's, if it's me and I've got Jesus, I'm a majority in whatever situation That's I'm right. in. So bring it on. I'm on his team. <laughs> Right. I mean, you know, you think about Paul and Silas, you think about them being in prison, put in stocks and put in chains. And instead of complaining or griping about it, they begin to praise God and God broke them loose from there. And they ended up saving the jailer that had them in captivity and his whole family. So, I mean, God always does things like this. It seems like it's a bad spot. Like, how are we ever going to get out of here? But that's why we have faith. And, you know, lots of people kind of ask us sometimes how we can be so joyful and kind of laughing about some of the things we cover. It's because we know it's in the Bible and we know it's coming to pass, but we know who wins, folks. Mm -hmm. We've read the end of the book and we know that Jesus is going to be victorious and he's going to be the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and reign forever and ever. So we're excited about the fact that we're seeing the things that we've talked about for so long come to pass. And. Sometimes we're just joyful about that. We don't mean to, you know, we're not making light of the situation. Yeah. We're just joyful because we see what's coming. And it's hard to explain sometimes, Doug. It is. You know, people sometimes get frustrated with us about that, but it's like, you know, yeah, we're happy. Right. We have the Absolutely. joy of the Lord. I'll be <laughs> laughing about something. My wife will be like, what, what's your deal? I'm like, it's, I'm usually being facetious, but it's also true. I'm just like, this is just a heavenly joy. You know, I'm not making fun of you. It's just a heavenly joy. Right. And so <laughs> that's where we're at. And uh, we do have time for one more call before this show wraps up. So let's go to South Dakota. Jay is watching there. Jay, welcome to End Time. Hello. 
Hello, sir. Uh, yes, I was calling. Um, I had been led by the Lord to um, been reading the Word, and I know that there's a. I didn't even hear about the Ashbury thing. Didn't even really know too much about it. <laughs> However, reading uh, the Word, I've been led to a lot of things that the Lord has just been um, leading me to um, see that's going on in the world. We already know Jesus had spoken about um, that the spirit of the Antichrist uh, and everything going on. And in August uh, 2022, Joe Biden signed the Chips and Science Act, and the House Resolution number is HR 4346, and there's a section in there, 10106, where it speaks about they want to create some underground um, facilities. Actually, one is located in my state of South Dakota. And they're speaking about um, doing research for beyond physics, which are into the metaphysics area where they want to um, do things with um, looking into the creation or reality of the immortal soul and a supernatural being or God. Uh, so I just wanted to just make that, present that to you guys. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, know about that, and also would like to just uh, tell everybody to get ready because Jesus is coming back. Amen. Amen, Amen Jay. Um, I haven't heard about that particular act, but it doesn't surprise me, Jay, because this is just all part of the process that we're going through right now. I mean, that's why, you know, the WEF talks so much about transhumanism is they want to make us godlike. And that's one of the things that they talk about is actually being able to take your brain and put it on a, a chip, a downloadable chip to where you can stay immortal and you can live forever because your brain is in this computer. And so, uh, you know, the fact that they're doing these things, we know CERN's out there and that's one of the things CERN was looking for was uh, you know a way to see how the Big Bang was created and all the things that they say that they're looking at opening portos and things like that so it nothing surprises me anymore when it comes to this kind of stuff uh, but it also tells us in Daniel you know it tells us that the latter times there's going to be chasing after uh, knowledge and technology and things like that. It lets us know that in the book of Daniel. And so we've been there for a very long time. I had a great grandmother, Vince, that died at 103 years old. She saw everything from the Kitty Hawk to the space uh, launch and going to the moon. And so she lived in that time and saw all that technology just in her short time. I mean, 103 seems like a long time, but she saw all of that happen in her life. Pretty incredible. Absolutely. Well, I emailed you a link to that act that Jay talked about. Thanks for your call, Jay. We appreciate it very much. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash reborn to learn more about what it means to be born again. And we ask that you go read it, but with an open mind, ask the Lord to speak to you as always. And don't forget to go to endtime.com slash watch, or excuse me, endtime.com or watch.endtime.com to watch thousands of hours of content totally free. We'll see you here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.